This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I want you to stop what you're doing unless you're driving and go sign up for our newsletter. We have the link in the show notes and you need to get on it now because it is full of information. Our Lit newsletter comes out once a week and it has everything that's happening in the Lit community, including classes, workshops, retreats free classes, on and on. Plus, we have blog with recipes, articles, and every week we have a PT corner written by one of the many PTs in our lit community. So we can help you with knee pain, text neck issues, pelvic floor discomfort, so much more. So join our newsletter. Go to that link in the show notes. I'm Laura Hyman, and welcome to Redefining Movement, a lit podcast designed to investigate all aspects of movement, from my background in physical therapy and neuroscience. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter movement patterns and compassion for ourselves and others. So together we can live our most uplifted lives, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer with joy and enthusiasm and our own opinions, of course. I am joined, as always, with my fearless cohort leader, best friend, amazing genius, Kristen Williams. Hey, Laura. Hey, everybody. I just realized you're wearing that sweatshirt. I love it. Laura bought me this sweatshirt in Telluride. And you guys don't know, I have three children who are all named with bee names. And so I'm the queen bee of my three bees. She truly is the queen bee of many different hives. All right. So let's start off. This is from MNZ. How often would you recommend massage? Is it okay if it hurts? I do think that massage is warranted in body work. It is a tool in your tool bag. I don't think that there's a prescribable amount personally. I think people can become dependent on it, to be honest. I would say that when I used to work in clinic, I would get my hands on someone and do soft tissue massage every time I saw them. In some cases, it's going to hurt. Am I trying to hurt someone? No. So whenever I would get in and I'd be working on somebody, maybe like, whoo, that hurts. I'm not going to dig harder. That was my cue to lighten up and then gradually work into that to release it. I have seen instances where massage therapists, they're just too aggressive. 
I've literally had a client who got their kidneys bruised by a massage therapist. They were so aggressive on their low back that they were urinating blood the next day. So it should not hurt like that. I admit, I know a lot of people who are like, if it doesn't hurt, I don't want it. They need that feedback, but it doesn't have to hurt. Hurting doesn't mean it's working. Now, somebody who's just basically petting your skin, if you are in need of a deep tissue release, that's not going to do anything, but that's a great fascial technique. So that's a very layered question. I don't think it needs to hurt in order to work. Laura, what do you have to add to that? I know you really love the myofascial, the lighter stuff. Yeah. So massage is like an umbrella term and look at it like there are different types of massage therapists. There's different types of people that cut their hair. And some people that are hairdressers have maybe two things that they know how to do. And then others get really specialized. Fortunately, in my physical therapy training, we had a six-month massage course. It was amazing. And we learned everything. And I remember learning like trigger points and it didn't intuitively sit well with me. But then when our teacher was teaching us myofascial techniques and some of the Swedish massage techniques, that felt better because it's kind of the same principle like when we learned how to give somebody a joint mobilization or stretch after like an ACL or surgery where there's some scar tissue. And I never felt good to hurt someone. Even when I was doing my internship, I saw PTs who were just laying into it and giving their client a towel to bite down on. I thought this doesn't feel right because our nervous system has a defense mechanism in it that is going to resist that. And then you're not really working in communication. So massage to me is just like you said, it's wonderful. You can't just be like, oh, I'm really tight from sitting all the time or from rowing or running or whatever it is and doing one thing repetitively and then going to massage frequently. It's not going to undo that. It will be an assistance in that. It'll help to mobilize some of the fascia, this connective tissue that needs to glide. And it has a hydrated quality to it that allows it to glide. When you've been in one position, again, whether you're sitting or even if you're running or doing something repetitively, your tissues may very well mold to the most repetitive position you're in. And so massage can help start the unmolding of that. There's a gelatinous quality to the fascial system that you can get into with some people who really know what they're doing. I always say, certainly if it hurts afterwards, that's usually a good indication that it was too much. If you're holding your breath and it hurts during it, that's too much as well. I always say it should be a good ouch at the most. Like we can still talk, but it isn't so much that it's actually registering as pain and causing you to tense up because then we're working against each other. And I think it's that no pain, no gain mentality that they won't even be bothered going to somebody unless it's deep. To me, it's a punishment. Like you're getting in there and unless it really hurts, they don't feel like they're getting their money's worth. But I always ask them, well, how is that working for you? Because most likely in my opinion and in my observation and just physiological understanding, that's not going to change anything long-term at all. Maybe the pain is taking away the feeling of the tension and you're just changing a sensation, but you don't want just to change off one sensation for the other without really changing the root cause, which is we get accumulated tension in our tissues. We just do. It's just the way our lives are set up, our world is set up, our lifestyle. And so massage is one way to help with decluttering that tension, but it's not the only thing. 
For me, I don't get a massage that much because I do so much with lit. And getting a massage to me now could be really relaxing. It could be like, I'm almost going to sleep. That works for me because something's being done to me and it feels really nice. I rarely feel like I need a massage because we do so much of the work of balancing out all the different systems through lit. That's the key. When I feel tight, I am much better served getting on my mat and moving. Dynamic movement outweighs massage any day of the week. I so rarely get massages. My husband will buy me a massage for it. I'm like, why? You just wasted that money. Honestly, that's usually the only time I use it is when I get like a gift certificate. Or if I'm on vacation and it's offered at the place. And even then, sometimes I'm like, okay, am I really enjoying this like I should be? I think it goes down to the principle that is also in part of our medical model versus holistic. And that is most of the things we need to do ourselves. We need to be active participants. And so these are modalities. That's what we call them in physical therapy. And modalities are like nice little ingredients that can be really helpful. And so for all the soft tissue people out there, massage practitioners, you are awesome. You really have a place. But for people that are getting massages, and I think most massage practitioners would agree, it is not the primary thing to do to create change. But the change has to really be you to be an active participant in it. I want to share with you a little secret I have. This secret is this amazing skincare line that I've been using now for a year. Now, I am a product queen. It is the one thing I spend money on. I don't spend a lot of money on clothes, but I love products and I love skincare products because I want my skin to really reflect and showcase how I feel inside. But this is honestly the best product I've ever tried. And I love the fact that it's vegan. It's all natural. You could literally eat it because it's totally organic. Herbal face food. It's the most potent anti-aging, multi-correction, antiviral skincare on the market. It's magic. I can't even describe it. I use a little bit of Serum One a few times a week and it tightens up my skin. And then it also kind of whitens it a little bit, makes it feel like all the sun damage disappears. But you can go for the Serum Two, which is the correction, and that goes into the more sun damaged areas. So you're just going to have to try it for yourself. So go to the show notes and hit the link. Lara20 is the code for 20% off herbal face food. I love it. I want to share it with you all. All right. Next question is from Helda. What are your recommendations for low energy? You're not alone. So many people ask us this question. You know, if we looked at pain points that people have, low energy is going to always be in the top three. And that low energy is in the spectrum of stress because when you feel stress, it depletes you. It's exhausting because we're just taking a lot of hits to our nervous system and we can only handle so much. We become less permeable and adaptable and like it's actually, again, makes us feel quite heavy and that's one source of low energy. There's a lot of contributing factors to low energy and we'll just address the ones that we're at least knowledgeable about. There's low energy that could come from nutritional depletion or hormonal imbalances. I've had tick bites a couple times. I've had Lyme's disease. When my immune system was a little lower with COVID last year, I found out that I had Epstein-Barr. Epstein-Barr is a virus that many of us might be carrying it and it's inactive, dormant. All the movement in the world and all the things I were doing were definitely helping me. My doctor said, I can't believe you're functioning with these numbers. 
And that was after COVID. So COVID had kind of reactivated that. So if I hadn't gone to the doctor, I would think, okay, I'm just having a dip in energy. I'm not really sure why. And that's what I said to her. She said, is anything going on? I said, I feel like sometimes I actually want to nap and I never really feel like that normally. I did all of these tinctures and everything to help with that. If it's low energy because you are sedentary or stationary, that's an easy fix, but it's easy and not so easy because the hard thing is when you are feeling low in energy, the output that you have to give to start the energy production is going to take some energy. It feels like the last thing I want to do is take a five, 10 minute walk. I'd rather just go sit on the couch and look at my phone or something. And so those are the habits that we need to create where we already know the end result before we start it. What would it feel like if you did take a five, 10 minute walk and really notice, does that change? Then it could be that you just have drained your battery by doing nothing. We have to recharge the battery, regenerate it by actually doing something. Movement is begets energy. We produce energy by doing movement. It can really start off in small doses. So that's the first thing I would say is, are you moving enough during the day? Are you drinking enough water? You don't have to be a nutritionist to know that our body is almost 80% water. If we're not hydrating enough, that can really bring down our reserves, make us feel tired, make us feel tense. So make sure that you're drinking enough water and moving. And then of course, the elements of are you getting enough sleep? Those are the things we can really speak to. I think really the fact that you spoke to, if you're someone who normally is high energy and you start feeling low, I would, like you did, you went to the doctor, you knew something was off, or you just might need sleep. I've just found that I let myself actually go to bed and then sleep in. I cancel my morning, whatever, and I sleep. I'm a go to bed at 10, get up at four type of person, and it doesn't affect me. Usually I'm like, bing, out of bed. But then there are times when it's just like, my body is telling me that I'm tired, or I get like you, Laura, I need a nap. First thing I do is try to sleep more. Then if that doesn't do it, go to the doctor. But if you're someone who just doesn't move much, our body adapts. If we do less, and actually our metabolism slows to account for that. So it's this nasty, vicious cycle where people do less, and then they wonder why they can't lose weight or they're gaining weight. And it's because your body, the metabolism slows because your body needs energy just to function, your brain, your organs. So everything slows down to feed your systems first. As you do more, everything speeds back up again. And like you said, movement begets energy. I would recommend for someone who's feeling low energy to schedule it into your day and to schedule it early, especially if it's new to you, even if you're not a morning person. Get up 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, and take that 10-minute walk because I promise you, you will not want to do it in the afternoon because you're already tired then. My daughter is a classic example. She's a senior in college. She went away school during COVID year. She got into the habit of practicing with me at six in the morning or eight in the morning Eastern time. And she is now getting up at six and she's like, I know I feel better I have more energy, mom, when I get up at 5.45 to practice with you at 6 a.m., even though I'm so tired, I feel better all day long. Like to your point, Laura, you have to see the result. And if you're not in the habit, you don't understand that. But I promise you that if you start, do it first thing. Do not wait. Check your list. 
And then suddenly you're going to be like my daughter. Oh my God, I feel so much better when I do it. Now I want to get up because I know I will feel more energetic than I would otherwise. I totally agree. And the habit formation is key. And here's the little secret, at least for me, I never love getting up, but that doesn't stop me. And I remember I used to teach 545. I taught a spin class that went right into a yoga class. And it's not like I ever woke up thinking, this is great. I can't wait to do it. It was a drag, but I get up, I do it. You never regret moving. You never regret a workout. You don't regret it. You got to get going. So on those days that I don't really want to get up, if I have to get up early, I just do it because I know it's already hardwired in there. So let us help you in any way. And P.S., we have a great wake-up series that is specifically because we've had enough people who are very committed but are like, I don't have the time and I want to do it in the morning. These are 10 to 18-minute long classes. So good. So check that out. Okay. Our final question is from one of our teachers who just had a baby. She says, my newborn baby, this is Alicia, has diastasis recti. Will it go away on its own or will he need physio? So for anybody who's wondering the diastasis recti is when you have that line down the center that looks like a little indentation. It could be a long vertical line. It could be a small one. We talk a lot about it with women after pregnancy, but a lot of people can have it. Newborns can have it. People that are really overweight and are stretched out that area can have it. And the newborns, their little skulls are so soft and gooey. Everything pulls together. Absolutely. Every single baby's going to have it. I remember when Bailey was born, she was such a little Buddha and she had that little belly. They all do. They have it all through their toddler years. And I remember her older brother called her baby fat fat. She's not fat. Their abdominals are not yet developed to like hold the belly. Yeah. And so what you're probably seeing is when he does a little flexion, it's pushing out. Then you can see that line that's there. Just like all the different parts of the skull will be fusing together. The growth plates, all of it. We are created that way with all the space to grow. Otherwise, it would tear if it was closed. Muscles don't stretch as quickly as bones grow. We've got spaces in between our bones, so there's room for growth there. We've got spaces in the skull. We've got spaces in the abdomen because babies grow fast. Those sutures come together more everywhere, like she said. But it is weird when you first see it, but then you realize it does take a while. And all those developmental stages are developing the deeper postural muscles. And that's why they're so floppy at first. They haven't developed those. And so it'll be really fascinating because Alicia is a lit teacher and a lot of our method is based on these developmental stages. It's to witness it in a baby firsthand. We've had so many lit moms who are like, oh my God, so cool to watch it happen. Them developing the postural muscles, the muscles to be able to hold the skull up, to be able to roll, to eventually be able to move against gravity. So it's normal though, mama. We got so many things to worry about. Don't worry about that one. You should hear Bailey now giving it right back to Ben. Oh, baby fat, huh? She's got a six pack and like a total badass. Yep, so strong. And he's like humbled. Yeah. Jonah was a Buddha baby too. And now he's the cutest. Speaking of cute, we love your questions. We really welcome them. The best place to ask, well, we've got two places. You can ask us right on Instagram, which is where these came from. You can direct message me at laura.hyman or Kristen at kbwilliams99. Yep. You can also email us at support at lityoga.com. Those get forwarded to us. We also have an Instagram for our podcast, Redefining Movement Podcast. So you can send them there as well and they will get to us. Amen. And please do us a favor, share this with anyone that would love to know more about movement. 
and please rate and review. We would love to see what you have to say about the podcast. And we so appreciate your support. It's one of our favorite things for sure. As always, we're pulling for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Redefining Movement. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating and review or share with someone you know. Check us out at www.litmethod.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.